0: Hi there, this is Sean Maloney, welcoming you to our new podcast, Mapping the Nutraceuticals World. We'll be examining critical issues impacting the dietary supplement and nutritional products marketplace. This will be a place we typically cover consumer trends, scientific research, and regulatory matters, discussing important topics that affect your business. In this episode, we take a more introspective review of the natural products industry with Laura Dickinson, co-founder of OSC Squared, which stands for One Step Closer to an Organic Sustainable Community. OSC recently launched the JEDI Collaborative, standing for Justice, Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion. Given the national reckoning on racial injustice in the United States, it's important to keep the dialogue open, to listen, and apply learnings to affect positive change. It's my hope this conversation can contribute to that broader discussion. Laura, to start, I wonder if you could give us a little background and explain how and why the JEDI Collaborative was established.
1: So um, I think it's been a a journey for us. Um, OSC Squared is a a, a nonprofit I I co-founded eight years ago, which is a network of really mission-aligned leaders who have come together in the natural products industry to look at how how do we support a more thriving regenerative food system and product in, in agricultural systems by working together versus in silos on big systems level problems. And so we started out really focused on the environmental issues that were in front of us first, a really salient one with packaging. And that's been in the works. And we continue to make a lot of progress on addressing and sourcing alternatives to petroleum-based film. Um, and then the next collaborative we launched on behalf of the industry where any, any company is welcome to join. Um, it was the Climate Collaborative, realizing, we, you know, there's something a lot bigger out there that wasn't really, um, didn't really have a plan and wasn't something that the industry talked about in an in a actionable way um, five years ago when I started looking at it. And so I stepped out um, and co-founded the. I didn't step out. I, I co-founded the Climate Collaborative, and we created as an independent 501c3 project of OSC Squared, so that again, anyone in the industry, any company, could start to take action and uh, get resources and um, tools to address climate change. Um, so those two were in place. to you know, in, in you know the long, so I'm giving kind of the longer version, but. You know, within that we realized, and this is sort of personal to me, that one of the largest solutions to addressing climate change was empowerment of women, education of girls, and we also really recognized that more marginalized communities were most affected by climate change. And um, that, plus looking around at the natural products industry, which is you know, you know, something that I hadn't noticed for you know the first twenty years of the industry as much as I, I should have it's a pretty homogenous place um, in terms of we, we, we are who we currently service, which is a very typically white um, and, and more privileged group of people and consumers. Um, and so all of that together, all those inputs is something that um, was really in the back of my mind and bothering me. And Cheryl O'Loughlin, who's now my Jedi co-founder has been a close, colleague of mine and was a member of OSC for many years, and we started talking about this, and she kind of asked the question in one of our OSC meetings, isn't, isn't, you know, aren't, you know, that biodiversity is really important to climate change, right? Well, aren't humans a part of biodiversity, and how can we service everything we're doing if we don't look at ourselves and the the diversity of of ourselves and and how, how we are? And so all these together really led us to how do we really address the human side of our industry and bring solutions for us that truly embrace a more human, respectful, um, inclusive approach to our industry um, and, and help companies to also um, em- embrace a more human approach. And so, um, we can, we, and so we started working a little over two years ago on the JEDI Collaborative. And with a team of experts and advisors um, that um, we, we retained, and Cheryl and I really just stepped up and volunteered for two years to work on this, um, we launched the JEDI Collaborative, which stands for Justice, Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion, um, on April 29th of this year.
0: And it's certainly timely, given all that's happening in the yeah.
1: world. <laughs> and that wasn't, you know, it wasn't in a reaction to it. It's been in the works for a long time. But, it, yeah, it certainly is timely and has caused us to really um, work harder but also take a pause and um, figure out how do we go deeper and even broader in this work to address, you know, our current kind of consciousness shifting that's happening. Yeah. So how do you do that? What's your
0: What's your – strategic plan or, or mission at this point?
1: Yeah, so um, We really look at how we envisioning a, a, an industry that is inclusive where everybody feels welcome um, and we do that by leveraging our collective knowledge our collective resources and our potential collective impact um, to get to a place where by 2030 our industry looks a lot more like the U.S. population, and so um, we have we have a few um, high-level measures and roadmaps, and then a lot of details underneath that. Um, and I can share you know, that in terms of the the high-level measures, we have benchmarked the natural products industry in terms of our leadership and our boards with a survey that we completed in partnership with New Hope um, this past year. And so we know that we represent in terms of boards and leadership, about 2% of of that is black, about another 2% of leadership is Hispanic. Um, a little better on boards, about 6% of the boards are Hispanic. Women as well, we've measured in, um, in terms of board representation, women are about 23%, which is, is good, um, but not great when you think of who are driving a lot of the purchase decisions and the, and the insights and in on this. And so we have a general baseline of where we are, and we will be measuring that year over year. <clears throat> in addition – Um, we'll be measuring commitments, which is a real drive um, in this project to create path to action for companies. And so by 2025, our goal is to generate 2025 JEDI commitments from companies across the industry. And then in terms of the details underneath that, jedicollaborative.com has a whole um, whole, uh, journey and path to action that we provide for companies. All this is free, we've made it completely available. So the idea is that any company at any stage in their journey, particularly those who are just starting out, have access to these tools and resources, and we can start to embed JEDI into companies in the beginning. Um, and I'm happy to go through those, but maybe I'll just give you a little more backdrop. You know, our, our theory of, of really generally and overall is that this is the right thing to do, this is the human thing to do, but this is also the essential action. And probably the most important thing we as an industry can do at this moment and in general to remain a thriving industry um, because we know there's a true business case um, that when you have more diverse teams, more innovation and better decisions take place. So we're depriving ourselves of that in terms of everything we do, growing our companies, addressing climate change, addressing packaging without that diversity. Um, and we know that we are not servicing um, a set of consumers that deserve to have access to good, healthy products right now. And so we're also looking a lot at food access and ways to engage companies and path to action on that as well, both to create a more healthy population, but also to create a relevant industry long-term because by um, in the next twenty years, we will be a majority minority country. Every one in two babies born today is a is, is of, a, of, of a, a baby of color. so we are currently not in a place of remaining relevant to the u s population and so this is also a you know an issue of relevancy and and so there are many reasons for this and basically, the tools, the science on this, and the resources are um, are are there um what we really do is create a platform and a system for action so that companies feel that there's a place to go and a way to engage and they're not alone
0: sure do you think that the natural products industry can play a unique role in promoting the jedi principles
1: um absolutely and i think we all do i mean we're um food is culture food is influence. Food is something that is so human and essential to convening and, and products in general. And so, um, and we know that, you know, you know, 20 years ago, maybe larger CPG and larger food companies weren't really in this industry. Now they are quite active because this is where a lot of the ideas, the trends and the growth come from. Um, everything from organic to just a lot of the trends in food that become mainstream. So um, this is absolutely well, the reason I get up and do this and work so hard on this. So everything from climate change to, to um, Jedi is the natural products industry has a huge ripple impact, um, not just across our food system, but across our culture. And so I think we're in a place of, of, of every company being pivotal to you know, societal growth and, and more regenerative societal change.
0: Yeah. Um, you, you know, you mentioned that OS, uh, the JEDI Collaborative was born out of the OSC organization. How do the efforts of the JEDI Collaborative connect with the climate movement?
1: I think the OSC um, network of CEOs and companies that are a core network of about 36 companies is essential and vital to the success that we have had at every level in packaging climate and, and, and with JEDI as well. And the reason is that if these companies see this as an issue and are willing to lean in, we know that that's a bellwether for the industry, number one. Number two, um, the OSCCs and companies um, have, uh, we are able to, um, for lack of a better word, pilot Um, work, get it right, learn, grow it, and make it better before broadening it to the entire industry so that we know that we have use cases. So for instance, right now we have um, eight pilot companies running JEDI um, uh, uh, work. Making JEDI commitments and doing JEDI work with um, some of our resources. Everyone from Nutiva, who's been a founding company and super committed to this work, to Guayaquil, Alterico, Dr. Bronner's, Cooley Cooley, um, uh, others have have certainly jumped on La Tourangelle, New Hope, even. So that is the first wave of companies where we're learning um, together. We're creating cross-pollination of learning across those companies with learning circles, and now we've just welcomed in a next wave of what we call early adopters who are doing this this new, this 2021 and beyond pilot work. So, you know, everyone, um, companies have just stepped up, like Miyoko's, and um, some are OSC companies, and some are broader now. We're inviting the broader industry into traditional medicinals, to EO products, um, to Kehi. And beyond, and so we're super excited about this next wave of, 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 of early adopters where they're actively piloting the JEDI work. They're making commitments. We're creating learning circles. And so that by 2021, when we do an even bigger launch, an invitation to the industry to get involved, anyone's a welcome now, but we'll be continuing to build the platform, create learnings and case studies and spotlights and grow this project so that by 2021 we'll have a solid 20 to 25 thought leaders and companies who are familiar with the work and can start to be really supporting the seeding of this and the influencing of this and being resources across the industry.
0: Yeah, great. Um, how how can people get involved? And, and what can businesses do today to ensure that they're doing things the right way?
1: Well, there's, there's a lot, so I'll give you the, the really straightforward answer. If you go to JediCollaborative.com and look at um, how to, how to, um, the how of Jedi on the website called the how, we um, chart visually the Jedi journey and the steps you take, um, and the first step is to um, ensure that the, the leadership and the CEO are engaged. That's essential. And having them just make a confirming and making a, a statement that they support the project, um, making a Jedi statement, which can be very simple, but it's designed. It's a, a process, and we have a whole webinar along with a number of others that are already pre-recorded on our website under tools and resources on how to make a Jedi statement, which is really. And we've just got some great examples from Nutiva of Jedi statements and Rebel and others. Um, and it's really designed to get this, the leadership teams and the JEDI, the folks who are really invested in helping implement JEDI and the companies aligned on what they're focused on with JEDI, um, making commitments. So there are three different commitment areas, and those are also on the website. Super easy to do. All of this is free and available for any company right now. And you to go to take action, and you simply you can click the commitments that you would like to make under each section of culture, consumer, and company. So under culture, this is where you really embedding Jedi inside your company. Um, this is what you might consider typical a lot of HR work, but beyond that, this is about making commitments to diversity and hiring. Um, in in your interviewing practices, um, creating more inclusive workplaces, engaging in unconscious bias work. Um, These are all internal things and we have a whole host of resources for each of those commitments that are directly on the website under each commitment area that companies can use to start the process. Um, For consumer, this is more about how you make and market your products to a broader population. And so we're working really hard on building this out now and we've identified some great experts in helping with this so that companies can start to think about how they message and is it inclusive? How do they also innovate and make products that may be more accessible longer term to a wider population? We like to cite, although there are more and more examples coming up all the time, companies like Happy Family who were able to develop an organically based baby food that was WIC available, WIC certified. So, that this, so now that they're democratizing baby food and making it available to a broader than just a small privileged population. So that's one example of that, um, which actually opens up a huge um, opportunity for them and, and others like that. So that's in the consumer side. Um, and then there's the community side where companies can make a commitments under um, about four different community areas. And this is about Uplifting your supply chain, looking at how you qualify suppliers, and are you bringing in suppliers that have inclusive practices or perhaps suppliers that have, um, are, are of a marginalized community or representing women or Latinos in their leadership? Um, are you, how are you working on sourcing and, and treating your farmers and, your, and, and anyone in the supply chain? And then how are you supporting the community in which you live and ensuring that that community is supported as well and recognized? So those are the three different areas, um, which is, to be clear, JEDI is not an HR initiative. It is a company initiative. For it to truly be successful, and we've seen this over and over, the why it hasn't always been successful in the past, is it's been relegated as one person hired to go figure it out for the company versus embracing this as a company, Vision statement and something that is embedded in the company is a, is a is a priority, um, and so um, essentially all of all of these different commitments give companies a way to get involved, and then um, we track that very simple survey annually to ensure companies make progress and offer a lot of we'll be offering a lot of webinars. There's learning circles we're starting to introduce, and then the tools and resources along the way.
0: Great. Um, Laura, you've worked with a lot of high-level executives on different initiatives, um, like the Climate Collaborative, the Packaging Collaborative you mentioned. What makes an effective leader? What qualities do leaders need to affect meaningful and positive change?
1: Mm-hmm. It's a really, really good question, and I think we're starting to really shift our thinking about that, and I'm learning along with all of us. And those qualities haven't changed, but I think they're becoming more salient and relevant than ever. Quality of leading is about actually supporting, and listening, and hearing, and and being inclusive, and modeling inclusivity, um, um, recognition of voices, and uplifting of voices that may not be heard in the company, um, and providing clear. A, Clear vision, but that vision that is informed, um, it's not just um, a siloed vision by one person. Um, So these, and and then staying true to mission, you know, having a mission beyond, we all agree with that, And, and know that most people in the industry are already, beyond profit short term, because we are starting to see now more than ever that long term profit some of those most iconic brands and companies um, have a lot of depth and complexity and ethos in, in how they support their company and their value chain it goes far beyond. And the, it starts with the leader um, modeling that themselves and truly having an authentic, um, deep appreciation and caring for the people and the products um, in a more holistic way and a respect for that than, than simply being out to, to, to quickly, you know, make, build and sell a company.
0: Yeah. In many ways that kind of drives to the heart of what sustainability is, right? It's not really just a Mm -hmm. a buzz term or a report. It's really a foundational element.
1: Yeah, that's so true. And I think this is one, something we really talked about the last few weeks of social unrest is everybody wanted to jump out and do something. And I've just heard this the other day. We are continuing to learn ourselves that urgency, is a, um, I'm gonna maybe use these, not, or use these words exactly correctly, but it's a white supremacist character trait, a sense of urgency um, and a sense of needing to react and be first and always say something. This is a okay. time to listen and learn. Um, we've had some big wake up calls, uh, me included, in terms of the systems level bias that we were born into. This is not a time to make grandiose statements um, and to, in some ways, greenwash who we are by moving so quickly. As much as looking inward, listening to each other and ourselves, reflecting, and coming out with a stronger statement of who we are and our purpose from, you know, what has really transpired—not just even the last three weeks, but the last three months, and the last three years. But this has been an incredible time of learning and growth for. For our industry and for basically our country.
0: Yeah, for everyone, uh, and anyone who's listening, there's clearly um, a hunger for change that's demonstrated by activists today, and people are holding companies accountable. Is there advice yeah. that you'd give businesses as they assess or reassess their products, strategies,
1: mm-hmm. and even their own
0: their own biases?
1: Yeah, well, I think it's that first, you know, again, going back to not needing to rush to do everything right now, but to embrace broad change with thoughtfulness um, and, and long, deep action. So again, going back to really looking at the Jedi commitments, they are so well crafted to get at creating more human, more successful companies um, that are human centered. Um, so that, that's one piece. And um, so again, really um, take this time to have the luxury of being reflective and connecting with people in, in ways and having conversations that we haven't had before. Asking, asking our employees, and I've seen this a lot, how are you doing? What are your needs? How can I support you to feel valued and to thrive in this company and in your life? Um, and that can feel scary because we're already working so hard, it feels like more work. And I, I feel the same way sometimes. This can feel really tiring, like I'm trying so hard, I have all the right intentions, and yet now I need to do more. Um, and unfortunately, we do. <laughs> we have a way, Gilman who's a great person to watch, she uh, was a keynote for our launch, and it's on the homepage of our website, it has some powerful messages for us that we may not know our house wasn't clean. But we don't deserve credit for cleaning our own house, and so this is the time to clean our house and bring our raise our game. And short term may create some inconvenience for us, but I promise that moving from silos and you know what I might even go so far as to say oppression without even knowing it and bias to a more open human-centered way of conversing with each other will create so much more long-term fulfillment and reduce a hell of a lot of anxiety that is just pervasive in our society right now.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, Laura, thanks so much for your time and sharing your perspective and, and for all the great
1: work you're doing. really appreciate it. Well, thank you for your great questions and just giving me um, a chance to be able to think and you know, I, I learn as I share and, and get asked these questions so thank you for including Jedi and, and me in your work
0: yeah my pleasure